With the second pick, the Denver Broncos select Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, Von Miller. Von Miller. Von Miller. Howdy, guys. This is Von Miller, and this is the Voncast um, on the Bleacher Report app. Um, you can leave your comments below. Uh, we'll be answering, answering questions a little bit later. Um, but I want to get straight into it. I'm super excited about this week's episode. Um, I love this guy, man. We came in the same draft class. He, he's done so many amazing things on and off the football field. Super Bowl champion, future Hall of Famer, five-time Pro Bowl cornerback. And he's making an impressive transition from the football field to the TV screen. And he's going to be the same Richard Sherman that he was on the football field on the TV screen. This week's episode, we have Richard Sherman. How's it going, Richard? Man, it's, I'm blessed to be here, man. I'm, I'm blessed to, to, to get to do what I do, man. And, and you're one of my favorite guys, so you know I was going to show up. <laughs> man, I, I appreciate you, bro. You know, we're we from the same draft class, man. Um, you know, I, I love all the things that make you special. You know, I love the passion that you had on the football field. And, you know, once you once you step back and you start doing podcasts and interviews and stuff, like, you can see what makes guys special on and off the football field, man. And it's, it's just you. And um, it's an honor and a privilege to have you on. How is how is preparing and getting ready for podcasts and Thursday night football each and every week? How is that for you? Right. It ain't really no different than what you're doing now, except you're a little less sore, less ice baths, <laughs> less time at the facility. You know, but you, you're still watching tape the same. Um, you're still watching a game the same. You're still breaking it down. I mean, w- whether you're playing right now or you're, or you're not playing, you still got an opinion about what's happening, about teams. You know what I mean? You ain't always yeah. public about it, but you're like, hey, I mean, these guys doing well. They probably need a sp- piece right here. I mean, these dudes disappointing. These dudes just, like, they got a quarterback that can work. They just don't know how to work with him or whatever the case may be. So you're always looking at it, at least from my perspective, from a defensive lens. Yeah. And you're like, hey, like, how will we attack this dude? Or how how much trouble will we have with him? How concerned will we be? And how will we adjust? And then I just speak on it, yeah. you know? So I wouldn't say it's more work. It's it's less work. It's more fun. It's just yeah. when you lead a game, when you go to a game and we we call it, we broadcast it, we do all that, and you walk away, you don't win or lose. So, yeah. you know what I mean? You take that for however you want. You know what I mean? You're kind of unemotional to it. It's like, hey, a team lost, a team won. It wasn't, unless it's probably Buffalo or Denver, you ain't going to feel a way about it. Yeah. Yo, I, I always, because we always talk about football in and out the locker room, you know, and I always talk like with my boys about, you know, this team or that team or this trade, which we'll get into, or, you know, this pickup or this free agency signing, because I've been playing football since I was in the fifth grade. I've been on a football team since I was on the fifth grade. So I think it just, I think it just naturally comes with it. Once you start, once you take a step back, your perspective is, is always going to be about football and what makes teams work and what makes teams, you know, not work. So I, I wouldn't say it'd be tough, but it, it, it is always a preparation piece that goes into it. And you said you watch film. Do you watch your you watch your shows that you do or you watch your podcast over? Do you watch your Thursday night football game over again to see what you could have did great or could it get could it did better? Yeah, I definitely do. But I also take outside criticism because you know I I I I can watch it. But it's always tough to criticize yourself in something you're not professional in. Yeah. You know, we play football our whole lives, so I know what it's supposed to look like. You know, I don't always know what the podcast is supposed to look like. You know, I can know when I tripped over a word or or when I when I gave a stat wrong or something like that, and I can correct that kind of on the spot. But um, but 
I, I take criticism from pro- the producers of the yeah. show, you know, from pe- outside people, friends, family. And a lot of times it's positive because it's just you being yourself. Yeah. You know, I'm giving my football knowledge. People don't want you to, you know, there's a lot of analysts out there that sit there and tell you like, hey, on first down, they run the ball 15 times a game and they do this and they do this. <laughs> like, that's not the perspective they want to hear from us. Like, I played it. I'm going to give it to you from a dude that played it. Do you have like a... Because I work with I work with a guy named Jerry Madelon. Have you have you worked with Jerry? Madelon? Yeah, yes. I love G Mat, man. I know he's gonna see this, man. I love G Mat, man. He always gives you a, a great perspective on you know how to be better in this in this position that we're in now. You know we're not pros, but he is a pro, and it's always good to work with Jerry Madelon. How's your experience working with Jerry? It's fantastic. I mean, he's he's very critical and he's very detailed, um, and he's very like to the to the. T, mm-hmm. like, hey, you're holding your mic too low. Uh, eye contact, don't give too long. <laughs> or, you know, he's very specific with his criticism, and it's never personal. It's straight business. It's straight, hey, this is what you did great. This is what you didn't do great. Go fix it. Yeah. And I, I really like that, man. And I've heard he's great. Yeah, I, I love Jerry, man. But, you know, big day today. Big big day in the NFL. You know, the trade deadline's coming up, and there were some blockbuster moves today. Um, Not only today, but Christian McCaffrey to the Niners, which I thought – was a great pickup. I, I saw the Rams. They were trying to get him as well. But in that 49ers offense with Debo Samuel, George Kittle, uh, Ayuk, and they and they have a great offensive line with Trent Williams and McGlinchey too. Like, bro, they, they are going to be tough to deal with. And, you know, if you had to have a knock on Jimmy Garoppolo, you say he, he's going through the reads or this, he, you know, he don't like to throw outside the numbers or whatever. That, you got all these players. You just... Pick one, stare them down, and throw them the ball, man, and you let them work, man. I really think, you know, the um, the Debo Samuel, the George Kittle, and the Christian McCaffrey, that three-headed monster, bro, it's, it's going to be hard to deal with come late December. It's definitely going to be hard to deal with. I mean, even in the run game, how dynamic. I mean, they can get in the wing tee for all, your, all that matters, and they yeah. still be tough to deal with um, with that kind of talent. You know Kyle going to draw it up in that defense. Once they get Eric Armstead and Ken Law back and they get back to themselves. Oh, man. Jason Verrett's supposed to be back. It's gonna be crazy, man. They got they got Fred Warner. I've been a huge fan of him, man. They they got a stacked team for real, for real. I, Robert Quinn to the Eagles. The Eagles just get better, and the Eagles just get better and better. <laughs> they already had rushers before, so when they were when they were, when I saw like the little rumors about them looking for a rusher, I was like, wow, like y'all got Hassan Reddick, <laughs> y'all got y'all got Sweat. You know, you you got Brandon Graham, you got Fletcher Cox. Like I was already thinking, like, nah, this can't be right because they they already got past rushers, and then they went and got Robert Quinn too. Like, you know, the richers get richer, bro. And it's just rude. It's just rude. <laughs> like, and they ain't just got like past rushers, like no one hit wonder. Like yeah. Brandon and Fletcher have been doing it since Jesus was a baby. Like <laughs> them boys is eating, and you know what I mean. And and you talk about sweat. You talk, and then you add Robert Quinn. They got old school dogs. Yeah. These ain't the ones where hey, they gonna get a hangnail or a shoulder gonna hurt or yeah. this, and they gonna be down. Like they gonna fight through it, and them boys gonna be a problem in the playoffs. They they are gonna be a problem. Um, Darius Slay. I'm a huge fan of, of Darius Slay, and I and I still think. The strength of this team is their offensive line. You know, they, they got great off, offensive linemen up front. Um, you know, my uh, my guy to right, my, I forgot his name, but my guy to right tackle, he is one Lane of the – Lane Johnson is one of the best. I probably I forgot because he, he, he done put them clamps on me so many times. You know, <laughs> I, I, I forgot his, <laughs> his name. But, hey, Lane Johnson is – Lane Johnson is – 
not even a right tackle or left tackle. He's he's one of the best tackles in the, in the entire football league. You know, sometimes they say the right tackle is, you know, more of a primary, like, run blocker. Man, Lane Johnson, he does it all. He, he's good in the run. He's good in the pass. And I still think that the strength of this team is still the offensive line because they give they make it easy for Jalen Hurts. They don't even have to make it easy for Jalen Hurts, but they make it easy for Jalen Hurts. You know, you got AJ and, and, and Devonta Smith, man. They they really they really have a, a really really good team, man. And the rich just get richer for sure. And he's getting better and better each week, man. Roquan Smith to the Ravens. That's all they really needed on their defense. That just feel right, don't it? That's all they really needed over there is you know a big time inside linebacker. And I'm always a fan because I got traded too. I'm always a fan of you know players leaving teams that they were like the team was struggling that they were losing. And they go to a team that's winning. You know, I'm I'm always a fan of that. I, you know, you send a if you send one of your star players to a team that's struggling in a rebuild, like you're, I'm, you know, I, I don't like that. You know, I don't, I don't like shipping guys off for them to like rot in losses. You know, I, I don't, I don't like that. So, me personally, whenever you see a Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins, you know, a T.J. Hawkinson to the Vikings, Roquan Smith to the Ravens, like. You know, they they did they did really, really good by these players this year. I think the Chase, the Chase Claypool, you know, to Chicago, that, you know, it's going to be a little bit of struggle. But honestly, Justin Fields has been coming on like lately. He's been playing a whole lot better. And I think, you know, a receiver like like Chase Claypool, you know, he could be the spark that that would take them over the hump as well. Yeah, I mean, they just using him how he's supposed to be used in Chicago. I mean, you can't sit there and watch the dude run 4-4 and be like, hey, we're going to make him Tom Brady. Like, for what? Like, you're going to waste 4-4? Four, four? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you got plenty of other dudes to do that. Why draft them to do that? And then they're going to say, uh, Eberflus, the offensive coordinator, going to say during the bye, he's like, yeah, we watched some Lamar Jackson tape and just stole some of their plays. It's like, what was you doing during the offseason? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, did you just realize he was your quarterback? Like, you know, of course it's working. Because, yes, that's what he can do. Like, but... Yeah, he just got another weapon, you know. I think it's a long-term play for Claypool. I think it ended up being a good fit for him. Yeah. I mean, once you once you draft these guys so high, man, like if it's not working, just do what they just do what they was doing in college. It's not, you know, football is footballers are gonna always be football. Just do what they was doing in college. Like that's what you know the Ravens did with with uh, Lamar Jackson. You see it work, and then you just branch off of that. You know, you don't have to try to make them into these these pocket passes or try to make him the Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Like you just put him in the best situation to be successful. And these guys are going to make it work. They've been doing it their whole entire life. Just put him in a successful situation and have them run plays that they're comfortable with. And then they'll make the magic happen. You know, I I, I want to be a GM like, you know, after I'm done, you know, kind of take like the, the John Lynch route, you know, get on TV and then, you know, go be a GM. You know, that's so I, I kind of see it from a different lens. And when you got a guy like, you know, um, Lamar Jackson or or um, or Justin Fields, like you gotta like do what they do best, and then you just branch off of that. Of course, you know teams are start looking at teams are you know try to figure ways to you know uh, slow these guys down, but then you just branch off of that, and then you just put a little wrinkle in it. Like that's what that's what coaches get paid to do. You you're supposed to bring the best and bring the most out of your star players, and you know it's I always like you know seeing teams kind of you know cater to their number one. Their number one picks, their quarterbacks, these franchise guys, man. You got to make it work for these franchise quarterbacks for sure. No question, no question. You got to do that in general as a coach. You know, make don't don't try to make make players fit your scheme. Make the scheme fit the players. Yeah. Like, hey, if you're a new coach 
and you ain't got the players that you thought you'd have or the players that fit your scheme perfectly, then find a way. Find a scheme that fits these players that they can execute, and then you'll have success. That's what great coaches do. That's why some of these young coaches are having success. That's Mm -hmm. Brian Daybo. Daybo was like, hey, the stuff he's doing in in New York isn't the stuff they're doing necessarily in Buffalo because Daniel Jones ain't Josh Allen. But what he can do with Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones can tote it. He ain't afraid to, to run the ball. Saquon can tote it. Hey, we're going to run this football. We're going to throw it to our playmakers when we can, and we're going we gonna to get down the field. We're going to play good defense. Wink, wink. You know Wink coming up yeah, with I that craziness. Wink. He was running. I, I love yeah, Wink. He's running I, insanity out there. I, I love Wink, man. I think, you know, I'm a defensive guy. On defense, it's a, it's a little bit different, you know, because there is no magic call. Like, there, there is no magic call. If we got – you know, if, if you got a 3-4 defense, it's hose in a 3-4 defense. If you got a, a 4-3 defense, it's hose in that. If you run in cover two, it's hose in cover two. If you run cover one, it's hose in cover one. If you if you were in cover three, it's hose in that. I, I'm always on defense. I feel like it's more of a mindset. No matter what they call, we got to make it happen. And, of course, you can always put your, your players in bad situations. But really what it always boils down to is, especially on defense, what's our mindset going into this game? There is no magic call. Like, once they see us in this formation or this defense, they're going to check to something else. We got to make it happen. And, you know, me, me, being in deep, me being in the league for, you know, 12 years, I just, I've just come up with that. You know, throughout my times in Denver, you know, I, you know when you're losing, you kind of you start finger pointing this and that. And I just, you know, I, I, just take a, I just took a step back to kind of look at it like, hey, man, like, they got hard jobs just like we got hard jobs. You know, defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators, it's, it's not easy you know, to go out here and, and call plays and you can't put your players in the best situation each and every time. That's why it's football. If 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 the offense, if they block, if they block it up exactly how it's supposed to be, 11 on 11, each and every play that they run on offense is supposed to score each and every time. It's that one right. guy that's shedding the block. It's that one guy that's, that's playing two gaps. It's that, it's that, uh, it's that, that cornerback that's supposed to be on his man, but he dropped back a little bit deep in his zone to be able to help on this seven route. Like, th- that is what makes – that's what makes great defenses. And I've always been a fan of that. On offense, it's a little bit different. You know, you got to, you know, cater to your wide receivers and your skill players and, and, you know, your quarterback. But on defense, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in what's our mindset coming to this game? What are we thinking? Like – how did we get sleep the night before? Did we get sleep the night before that? Did we do everything that we possibly could do to have success in this game? And I think once we start from from that area, you know, the, the defensive calls they start to open up. With the Bills, we we barely even blitz. We barely blitz with the Bills. Right. I mean, when when you when you when you got a a pass rush specialist <laughs> on the front side of a run play with three tight ends, and he just pushes his man five yards in the backfield, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. If you got special dudes like that, then you call whatever you want. It's gonna work. It's it's it's, it's, it's definitely you know the players, man, and the mindset going into it, man. Um, this is this is a crazy day, you know, for a lot of these guys, man. Um, but for me, a year ago today, I was traded. And it was, it, it it really felt like a bad dream to be honest. And you know, I just got off, I just got off the phone with Bradley Chubb, and you know, to see him smiling and see him happy, like, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm happy for him. But for me, like, I was so invested into the Denver Broncos, like, I was so like, okay, it's not going good right now, but I want to be part of the reason that we get this thing turned around. Like, all we need is a quarterback. We're gonna get some more players, like. I want to be part of the solution. And I come into work one day and uh, Vince Garcia, I, I was doing rehab on my um, on my ankle. The head trainer is Vince Garcia. 
And Vince said, he came into me, he said, hey, George wants to talk to you upstairs. And I'm like, George wants to talk to me. If he wants to talk to me, you know, usually they come downstairs and they get you and they pull you. And I was like, is he going to come down here? He was like, no, nah, they want you to come upstairs. And you know how whenever it's a move, they have like the little Grim Reaper. They have like the guy like yeah. this. And he was right there. I don't I don't know his name, but he's he's always there whenever you're trading a player, cutting the guy. You're like, you're like, he ain't never here for me. <laughs> <laughs> he was there for me and I got off the table bro. my heart started beating so fast like it felt like I was going to the principal office man and I, you got, I had to walk up these stairs to get to George Payton office and you know I get up there I go in the room and George had like this little button to like close the door he pressed the button the door closed behind me he sit down he first he asked me you know he, you know, he wanted to know how I was doing how's my ankle he said hey how's your ankle doing I said you know ankle's good I'm feeling alright he said, that's good, man. You, you think you'll be able to play this week? And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I might be able to play this week. He's like, that's good, man. And then he just got straight into it. He's like, well, took his glasses off, put them down. I want to let you know that we are trading you to Los Angeles Rams. And I said, whoa. Like, <laughs> I was like, whoa. I'm going to trade to Los Angeles Rams. And I was taken back for a second. And I was like, how, how are they going to afford me? They got Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Jalen Ramsey. They got Leonard Floyd. They got all of these guys. I'm like, bro, like, they got Andrew Whitworth. I'm like, bro, how are they going to I'm not gonna taking pay? no pay cut. I'm like, how are they going? He's like, well, <laughs> he's like, well, we're going to pay, we're going to pay the majority of your, uh, of your, your remaining uh, salary for this year. And we just want the picks from them. And we want to put you in a good situation to go win. And, you know, I feel like this is a win-win for everybody. And I was like, man, like, it just, I just felt like, you know, cause you get so tied to everybody at the facility from, you know, the, the equipment guys, to the cafeteria ladies, to the to the janitors, um, to the infrastructure of the team. You know, like we got a guy named Ray Jackson, he and he's like player relations. And you know, you get used to being around all these guys that, you know, once it once it's like taken away from you like so quick. Cause in free agency, you get a chance to like, you get a chance to say goodbye. You know, when you get traded, it's just like boom, you get 45 minutes, pack up your stuff that you want to take now, and then we're gonna ship everything else to you. You don't get no chance to say no goodbye. It's crazy. It ain't, that ain't true. That ain't true, Vaughn. Well, I got cut. When I got cut uh, in, in 17, once you get cut, you only got a certain amount of time before you can leave the building. So, like, and you can't come back. Yeah, it's over. So it ain't that much different. So, so, so they cut you. It ain't even, like, it was the conversation we had. Then walk downstairs, try to say goodbye to everybody real quick. And once you walk out of that building, you can't come back. It's over. Like, it, it, and... We different though, you know what I mean? Because we invested, you know what I mean? We bought in, like we we drank the Kool Aid. Yeah, I, I, and, I would and even you drink the Kool Aid. It's tough. I would even take a step further and say we are brainwashed to to live, breathe Denver Broncos football or you know Seattle Seahawks football. No matter wins, losses, no matter what's going on, man. And I, I was I was all the way in, and you know when that was when that was taken when that, I wouldn't even say taken because I ended up going to a better situation for me you know, personally and for me mentally too because once you leave Denver from a losing situation and then you go to the L.A. and I got Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey then Odell came and we in L.A. Like, I feel like that really brought me back. Like, that really brought me back. I always love football. Like, no matter what, even when we was losing, I still love football, but the colors kind of fade a little bit. You know, it's not as it's not as bright as it used to be. Like, it's I still love it, but it the T-shirt was washed a couple of times. And, and then when you go to the right. Los Angeles Rams, it's like, bro, you got a brand new T-shirt. Like, I started dressing up for game, like games in Denver. I just put on a white tee, some jeans, and go to the football game. Then you go to L.A., and 
I started trying to get fresh and think, looking at my swag and like I'm aware it is. Like it just it just rejuvenated me, man. Put your and, chains back on, bro. Chains <laughs> back on, like has man. I, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for to go play football, man, in SoFi Stadium. And then you come here to the Buffalo Bills, which the Buffalo Bills have had for the last two years. They've been the most swaggiest team in the NFL from you know Diggs. You know, the Saran Neal to even Josh Allen, you know, he, he'll put it on a couple of times, too. So, you know, to come over here and like, you know, have like, you know, this influence, man, it, it, it really brought me back. But it's crazy because it changes like people don't look at you the same yeah. where you from. Yeah. And then you go to a new team oh, and yeah. the, the amount of respect that they show you and the amount of love you be like, oh, oh. yeah, I, yeah, I am. You know what I mean? Oh, man, Rich, man, I, I you know, I was with those guys. So. I'm with the Denver Broncos, and I'm I'm there 11 and a half years. I've seen all these guys come in, grow up, get new deals. You know, I've seen guys come and go. Like I was just Vaughn. You know, I, I was just Vaughn walking walking around the facility. Like it was just Vaughn, which was cool. Like it was just Vaughn, big bro, like Vaughn. Then you go to the Los Angeles Rams, and it's Vaughn Miller, Super Bowl MVP. Like how help us win? Like what do we need to think about? Like. Show us that pass rush game that you that you was doing. What are you looking at in this when we get ready to play this team? And it's just, bro, it just, it just, it really just, it it really brings you back, man. So trades, even though it, it sounds like you know they're giving you away or whatever it is, man, it's when you go to a good team, man, it, it really brings you back, man. I'm happy for all of these guys and who you think really won, who you think really are the, the winners and losers from you know the trades. We got the Broncos, the 49ers, the Ravens, the Eagles, the Vikings, and the Dolphins. Well, I think the Niners, clearly, I mean, they got a little bit of a head start and, and got to see they, you know, we, we got to see them three touchdowns, three different ways. Yeah. Um, and Debo didn't even play. So that's that's huge. Uh, I think Miami is eating in a big way. Mm-hmm. You know, they got their running back um, and Jeff Wilson. Hefe is a really good back and, and he's going back to Mike McDaniel's scheme. Mike McDaniel's was with him in San Francisco. Um so I think the Dolphins is really doing some some work. You know, they're doing some work. They, their record ain't the greatest right now, but they got all the p- pieces. Tua's playing crazy. Tyreek's playing crazy. Waddle's playing crazy. Got another good running back. And defensively, they were solid. If their corners both come back, that's a solid duo, you know, and Xavier yep. um, and, uh, and, and, and Jones but and Byron Jones. But they DNs, you know, were were up and down, but they, now they're not. You know yeah. what I mean? Chubb is about to come in there and make a huge difference, and I think the Denver Broncos felt comfortable with Browning already. So they were like that drive against the Colts. We had that game yeah. where Chubb went out for like two series, and Browning, I want to say, yeah, two sacks, two sacks, and a TFL mm-hmm. or something. I kind of, I kind of saw the writing on, on the wall. Then you yeah. know when they see somebody else can do it, yeah, and that it's price always, lower, it's, it's cheaper and they can do <laughs> it's it, man. yeah. <laughs> they can do it. But so I think the Miami Dolphins, the San Francisco 49ers, the Baltimore Ravens, getting the classic Baltimore Ravens kind of player, you know what I mean? Uh, a middle linebacker mm-hmm. that can uh, sideline to sideline, you know, that's Baltimore's always known for defense. So uh, I think it's a win for them. I think it's a win for Denver, you know, to get to, to get them picks back that they lost trading for Russ. You know, they didn't have a first rounder. Now mm-hmm. they're getting the first rounder back. That yeah. helps that team. But we'll see. I really don't think that anybody lost. You know, I, I'm looking. I'm looking at it. You know, from from picks and players, and I don't think anybody lost. Now, did did teams win more than others? Yes, the 49ers and the Dolphins. They definitely won more than other teams. You know, I, we got the Dolphins in our division, and you know, the the three picks that they got from the 49ers. You know, they they went and got Tyreek Hill. They got Tyreek Hill with one of those picks. Jalen Waddle with one of those picks. 
And now they just got Bradley Chubb with with one of those picks. And they were already a solid team. You know, Teron Armstead, you know, he's one of the, he's one of the best tackles in the league as well. Tua's coming on. Tua gets better and better each and every week. This defense is crazy. I got to see it up close and personal. Uh, the safety's name, uh, number uh, number eight. He, he hey, um, uh, but he is he is really really good. I think he's a second year player. He's really really good. I got to see him up close and personal. I think him with Zay and Byron, man, they they have a really good team. And of course, you know, I get this. I, my lens is on these guys. Uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm looking at these guys a little bit, you know, more because they're in a the division. But you know, the 49ers they won too. Debo Samuel, George Kittle. You know, um, Christian McCaffrey and and um, and Coach Shanahan's like, you know, and Coach Shanahan's like scheme, bro. Like those two teams, especially with their offensive line over there too, have been a big friend of, uh, of of Trent and everything that they do over there. And the defense, like you said, they get uh, you know Eric Armstead. They already got Joey Bosa and you know uh, Samson Obokam. Like they they have a they have a solid team. Both of those two teams, they won just a little bit more than other teams, man. So nobody really lost, but. I feel like those two those teams want a little bit more, and I don't I don't think anybody's in trouble either because, like you said, the Denver Broncos they needed that first round pick. They they needed that first round pick back. They gave up two firsts, they gave up two seconds, and three players for for Russell. So they had to like you know work it. And like you said, you know Brandon Brandon's been playing. He's been playing crazy. They already paid uh they already paid uh, uh Randy Gregory. They're gonna get him back in a couple of weeks. They got Jonathan Cooper. He's he's coming off the bench as well. He's good. They got uh, Nick Benito from from Oklahoma, big fan of him, and they got Brandon Browning. So they're solid. Patrick Sertan, he's gonna be the best corner. I I said this about Patrick Sertan when he first came in. It's only been two players that I ever seen. Of course, I, I was with the Broncos, you know, my my whole enti- my whole entire career until now. But it's only been two players that I've ever been around that that actually skipped that that rookie season. Patrick Sertan and Jerry Judy, they didn't, they didn't have a rookie season. They just went straight to year two. Those two guys from Alabama, I don't know what they're doing at Alabama, but those two guys, they came ready to play. Those two guys, they were never rookies. They came in year two already. And, you know, Patrick Sertan, if not by the end of this year, midway through the next year, he's, he is going to be the best cornerback in the game, just in my opinion. I, I, I'm, I'm not in disagreement. I just told him he got to catch a few more books. And he he on the, he on it um because he he's strapping everybody he's tight coverage boy that boy has the technique that they teach like I said his game day technique you know how you work technique in practice you work your pedal in practice it looks so smooth you look like a drill guy hit a cone bang I'm doing my thing that boy looked like that on Sundays like hey how the coach would coach you to do it in a drill that boy looked like on Sundays against DK Metcalf against anybody he dealing with against Debo like. He not tripping. Adams. And then he he's he, he's a cover corner. He come up and play the run, too. He come up and tackle. He not scared to tackle. He can play in the slot. If When he get a little bit older, he can get, go play safe. He can go play free safety. What it, Like, man, Patrick Sertan is a real deal. And I'm happy to announce that I am the president of the Patrick Sertan fan club. You know, so if you ever need shirts, <laughs> if you ever need shirts, some merchandise, just hit me Mighty up, man. I get it to you, man. I'm the president of the Patrick Sertan fan club, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm all about... You know, getting my dog his flowers when he need them, getting him the due acknowledgement that he that he's due, man. Like Patrick Sertan is the real deal, man. I was in, I was with the Denver Broncos for eleven and a half years. Jerry Judy, Patrick Sertan, the only players that I've ever seen come in and skip year one and just go straight to year two, man. Those 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 boys are gonna be good, man. Yeah, he's special. He's for sure. You know, we we played the Packers. We played the Packers this last past week. Um, 
and I know you saw the the digs and 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 Jair. What do you think from you from your like what's from a corner from a Hall of Fame cornerback perspective? What do you think is going on? What do y'all? Not even, let's not even let's take a step back from you know um, from Diggs and Jair. Like, do y'all really like have like this back and forth with receivers? Are you are y'all really like you know talking smack during the game? I know I know you are, but I, I just want to. It just depends. It just depends. You know what I mean? Like, it depends who you with, who you're dealing with. Like sometimes you know nowadays receivers want to do their dance and, and do their thing. But like I didn't play Diggs. I don't know six, seven, eight times. Um. And we ain't never had no conversation, you know, other than good game or good play or, you know, slap on the butt and go go on about your thing. Yeah. But some some guys, it's different. You know what I mean? Some dudes, we got smoke on site. And it seemed like I, I, I don't know how they got smoke on site. I guess they used to be division opponents. But Jair played a good game. Diggs played a good game. Like, you get to say that. But when you took the L, you don't get to say as much. Yeah. That's the hard part uh, with me in the situation. Like, your team took the L. He balled, though. Yeah. He did his thing. He did. But y'all three and five right now. And one team is, is on their way, Super Bowl contender. They look the part. You just look crazy. <laughs> it's crazy because, Rich, man, I, I don't get trash talk at all. Like, I, I really don't. I might get, like, an extra push after the play or somebody trying to, you know, come, like, hit me, you know, a little bit extra. But when it comes to, like, talking or, like, being on something, like, disrespectful, I, I never get it, like. Even in between, like, you know, timeouts or something, like, I'm talking talking to guys, asking them about, like, you know, how's your kids doing? Like, what y'all going to do for Halloween? You know, like. You and Larry Fitzgerald, you and Larry are the only two <laughs> that don't get emotional out there. I'm not, I, I don't have, we don't have, like, no, no trash talk. Man, I've been knowing, you know, I've been around my colleagues for, you know, 12 years now, man. You know, you know a little bit about everybody on and off the football field, but. You know, I, I never get it, man. And, I, you know, this is a hard game, too. So I think on my end, I, I don't I don't give off the energy. You know, I know how to turn it. I, I honestly know how to turn it off and turn it on. Like, I know how to, like, say a guy he's doing good or, like, you know, you look good on film and then turn it off and then just go right back to, to beating his ass. You know, I don't I don't I don't I don't have like that that attachment, you know, in between plays. You know, I, then another thing, too, this is such a hard it's a hard league, man. And I'd be, I'd really be concerned about guys like mental health, man, for real, for real. And I don't be wanting to add to it. You know, I, I know like it's so many things going on throughout the week. You know, you got families and all type of stuff going on. And then on top of that, I don't want guys to play to a level that they wouldn't normally play at. I don't want to like boost guys up and have them going crazy like at a level that they wouldn't normally play at. So I just, you know, I keep it cordial, man. Ask first about off, the kids. First off, Vaughn. First off, you ain't worried about nobody's <laughs> mental health. You you part of the problem some of they week. <laughs> you think they playing tackle and they like, man, I'm so excited to go against. No, they not. <laughs> you part of their stress of that week. Man, Probably I, the first two weeks. Man, I just try to I just try to keep it cool, man. Even like, man, even if like a guy come up to you and ask me, like, hey man, it's this year 12 year. I'd be like, yeah, man, it's, it's year 12, man. I, I'm still, you know, trying to kick it, man. Uh, you know, how about you, man? It's year, what year is it for you? It's like it's year four, man. Hey, listen. You just keep going, bro. You just keep going. You're going to get to year 12, too, man. I seen you on film, man. You you be killing shit, man. You know, just I just, you know, keep it cool, man. And then, like, you know, offensive linemen, they like to hold and stuff. They might grab me. And then once I keep it cool with them, and I be like, hey, bro, you like, you hit me in the face, like, or you grab me right here. What you think going to do the next play? They're going to take the hand they off gonna the face. Right they going to take the They're going to take the hand off the they going to, you know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, I like I like that. You know, I, I don't want to have to, you know, I don't want to have to wrestle with these guys all day, man. You know, I keep it cool, man. Keep it respectful, man. 
you and Larry, man, y'all are the same in that. <laughs> but look, at, at the corner spot, like you it, it, it just it's just you already gotta be kind of a psychopath to be out there. Yeah. Like not psychopath, like I'm trying to kill everything, but psychopath as in you could be perfect mm-hmm. for 58 plays of a 60-play ball game and give up two plays, mm-hmm. and you are the worst at your position yeah. to ever play in the eyes of the fans, in the eyes of your teammates. Mm-hmm. And so you got to kind of convince yourself, like hype yourself up every goddamn play. Like, I'm him. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm the dude. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, when a good, big play happened, boy, you feel like you out in the middle of the ocean on the Titanic, yeah. boy. And so in order to, like, hype yourself up, keep you in that mindset, you got to be that. That's why you see a lot of us, um, like, arrogant but a lot of nowadays, a lot of dudes giving each other their flowers, like Slay, and it started with Slay. Slay, Gilmore, freaking giving Sertan his love, giving JC Horn his love, giving Sauce his love, yeah. giving giving R- Ramsey his love. You know what I mean? It's it's a lot of that. But yeah. ain't yeah. no love lost between these two, it seemed like. Yeah, I always like to keep it respectful out there, man. And you know, I always like to, you know, show love. Cause it don't hurt me none. It it don't. It don't hurt. It don't hurt me none, man. It don't hurt me none to be like, yeah, man, he ball out. This is, and if you really pay attention to my press conferences, and I know I'm giving a little bit of my strategy. Whatever team that we about to play, I say they got the best offensive line. I, I just go ahead and say they got the best offensive line in the league. Like it don't hurt me none. Like I, I'm not about to go in here and say, man, they look. I look like I'm about to get about two, three sacks this week. Because if I say that, then they gonna play up a little bit more, man. And you know I don't be wanting to do that, man. Um, we played the Packers this week. You know I was talking to Aaron Rodgers on there. And I was asking, I was like, hey, like, why are y'all not passing the ball? Like, y'all down 17 points. Why, why are y'all not passing the ball? Like, why are y'all not passing the ball? And, like, I'm not going to tell you what he said because, I don't, you know, I'm not going to use this platform to, you know, to get shit started. But I was asking him, like, hey, like, why y'all not passing the ball, man? What you, what you think going on? Not only with, well, not, not, only think, not only with Aaron Rodgers, but Russell Wilson and, and, and Tom Brady. What you, what you think going on with these three guys? No, 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 no. I'll tell you what Aaron said. I ain't got nobody to throw it to. I don't trust none of them. I wish I could throw it to myself. That's what he said to you. Like, I don't trust these boys. <laughs> they couldn't catch a cold in a snowstorm in Alaska. Like, that's what he said. But you got to think you Aaron Rodgers. Like, you can – you got to think you Aaron Rodgers. You, like, you can get these guys. You can get some guys. You can get some guys open. You can tell them little tricks. Like, hey, right when I come off the play action, if you hit this slant, I'm going to hit you right over the front. Like – Getting them open ain't the problem. He hitting them. Why are they open? They dropping the rock. Yeah, I see Or they running too. the wrong route. Or he's saying, run post, and they running corner. Or he's saying, run a stop, they running a go. And then he looking crazy throwing the ball. <laughs> and he's sitting there sick. Uh, I don't know what's going on. You know, I think Tom, you know, Tom got a lot of stuff going on. You know what I mean? He got a lot, lot going on. And it's unfortunate they, you know, they always put our business yeah, out they, there. They so do, you man. can't even just, you know what I mean, deal with your personal stuff. Personally, I, first of all, I don't know. Like that's that what he's going through off the field. What they put out there, is, it's got to be tough to go through. But I've always thought, like Tom Brady, he's able to compartmentalize things and, and be able to like, especially on the football field. And you know, you can't really live double lives. What makes you great on the football field makes you great off the football field too. So I would think that he would be able to compartmentalize and really just put his craft first. But life gets tough at times, and you know? I can I can definitely you know attest to that. Russell Wilson, bro. I, listen, like. I thought Russ was like the 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 answer to to everybody's problems. They already had a defense. Um, I, I like the Russell Wilson pickup. You know, if if they don't if they don't get it fixed by the end of this year, I think next year they'll get it fixed. I, I like Russell Wilson in that scheme. You know, I think the media they try to make you know things worse than what they they really are. But I, I like Russ. But you you play with him like what what do you what do you think? 
they gotta like it's the same with Fields. It's the same with everybody else. You can't just put anybody in any scheme and think, oh, well, I'm just gonna make him fit my scheme. Like you gotta like it's almost like they didn't even watch tape of him in, in Seattle and say, hey, okay, this is what he likes to do. This is stuff he that's like saying, hey, I know Vaughn like to rush from this side. All right, I'm not even gonna worry about where he like to rush from or this where he's a yeah, great rush. I'm gonna make him rush. Yeah, I'm gonna put him. I'm gonna use him how I'm gonna use him. You know what I mean? And expect him to be effective. And then when he's not effective, be like, "What's wrong with Vaughn? Yeah. Like, no, it ain't. What's wrong with Vaughn? What's wrong with you? Vaughn rushes from here. You rush him from here. He's gonna be the Vaughn you expect him to be. If you have Russell Wilson run the plays that he's run and had success with, he will be the guy you expect him to be. But when you run him, have him run offense he has not run in the ten years he's played. Expect him to to, to struggle until he figures it out. Man, Russ got so much control over that 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 offense and so much control over that team. Russ, you made the playbook. Like, let's sit down and whatever you want to do, Russ. Like, let's whatever you want to do, Russ. Like, whatever you want to do. Like, you show us the way, and then we'll give you our little critiques. But we just gonna step out the way and just let you do you. Like, we are gonna let Russ cook. How do you want to cook? What meal do you want to prepare, Russ? Like, how do you want to cook it? Do you <laughs> do you, you want to put it in the oven? Like, I feel like that's the approach that they need to have. And who knows? They they might have had that approach. But, but who knows, man? And, you know, I had some more stuff that I want to talk about, man. But I know you got to go, man. You know, I want, to, I want to respect your time, man. It's always been an honor and a privilege for us to link up and, uh, and talk, whether it's on a podcast or, you know, out on the street or whatever, man. I got a whole lot of respect for you, man. Like I said, I look up to you and, you know, what you've done, you know, post-career. What you've done on the football field, too, but what, you, what you've done in post-career, too, because that's, that's what I want to do. I didn't play cornerback, but what you're doing now, like, I can, you know, I, I can see my, myself in you. And from you, Anthony Hawk Hawkins, Nate Burleson, you know, Michael Strahan, man, y'all, y'all make the position look very, very attractive, man. And y'all do a really good job, man. And I appreciate you, bro, for being on my show. Man, I appreciate you. And no, you don't understand. I have a ton of respect for you and always have and always will. You're a perennial, uh, all pro, all Hall of Famer, obviously, you know, going to be go down as one of the greatest pass rushers to ever put it, put the jersey on. And, I'm, you know, anytime we come together, it's going to be legendary. So I'm just grateful you put, got me on with you. Man, I appreciate you, man. If you ever need me for anything, man, just give me a shout, bro. We're going to be good forever, man. Thank you, bro. Yes, sir. Anytime. You know it's the same. You can catch uh, this full episode on the BR app, um, you can check out the Bleacher Report uh, YouTube page, you know, to catch this show as well. Or you can just go to wherever you you, you like to get your podcast from, you know, to, to catch up with the Voncast and, and listen to it. It's an honor and a privilege to, to bring this Voncast to you each and every Tuesday. I love you guys. DJ Sauce, one and done. I'm out. <laughs>